Shelly, Shelly, all she wants to do is party all night long. That's pretty much true. Yeah, uh, that's see. me, the party animal. Just I'm call me Spud's you, Bar. I'm telling you, they have pictures of Shelly in all the local drinking establishments. and the, Have you seen this woman? Oh, oh, they, 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 they have, they have labeled as LCS. I probably don't really want to know what that means. Last call. I can already tell. Last call, Shelly. That she's the, she's the one who's there yeah. when oh, they do does last that call. Make me a bar fly. <laughs> a bar fly. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, good morning to you. <laughs> it is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. You know, it's just when we have riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, people being killed in the streets. We have this horrible hurricane that's just kicking the butt out of that area of Louisiana. I mean, like, oh, my God. It it's, bypassed uh, NOLA, though. Well, it it uh, no, it's there. There, there got a lot of rain in there, but uh, the, the the problem is, it's still the storm surge. Even though it's hit land, it's diminishing in strength. I think it's down from a four to a two, as far as the category is concerned. Uh, just nasty. I mean, you know, we're supposed to get some of it. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I mean, we're you know, like for us, it's like no big deal. Some rain. Quite honestly, it's been sort of dry lately. Need a little bit of rain. It has. But uh, I agree. You know, once again, these poor people down there, and I have to be honest with you. I don't know. A lot of people move to Florida, especially when they retire. And I guess it's just sort of, you know, the fact that if you live in the St. Louis area, you deal with the uh, high temperatures and high humidity in the summer. And then you deal with the very cold and sometimes very uh, snowy winter. And it's just like, eh, just, you know, you just sort of, eh, that's the way things are. But, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm a storm chaser kind of guy. I think it would be fun to go I through. I can see that about well, you. I am too. Well, I, I think it would be fun to go through once or twice just to sort of experience that. But by the same token, I don't. I feel I feel very badly. Having said that, I feel very badly for the people that live there because if you're a storm chaser, you show up. You, oh my God, look at this. Oh, ooh, boy, terrible. And then you leave. You know, I mean, to me, that's eh, what are you gonna do? Anyway, um, yesterday, boy, I don't want to sound like doom and gloom, but yesterday, uh, the St. Louis City guy, who's the, the dude, he's like our local Dr. Fauci, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but yeah, okay. I understand. Uh, he does his 3.30 or 3.45, whatever it is, news conference every day, and yesterday, bad, 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 bad news. Most number of people admitted to St. Louis area hospitals since the pandemic started. You know, so like there's a surge in the, the St. Louis area, which is not good. Um, you know, I mean, when is this going to be over? I mean, uh, are are like, are you tired of this yet or what? I was I was over it um, a couple months ago. And actually, you, you and me both. It's like okay, enough of this. Uh, last night, uh, as far as national stuff, uh, Pre Vice President Pence, his wife was speaking, and the bizarre thing is, I've met both of them. Sort of weird. Didn't know I was meeting them until I met them. That's a sort of a strange story going back to 2016. Uh, also, what's going on is uh, tonight's the big night, uh, Donald Trump. And, you know, once again, both sides, Democrat, Republicans, I know they didn't do the official, you know, uh, convention kind of deal. It's all virtual and all on TV and the whole bit. Is this like four nights of this is like, okay, whatever. You know, couldn't they just like, okay, we're going to pick three good speakers 
And on a Monday night, we're going to go through three good speakers. And then the last speaker, the fourth speaker, is going to be the president in this case. And in the you know, last case last week, it's Joe Biden. Hey, I'm the new, I'm the guy that's going to, you know, the, if it's Trump, I'm the guy that's going to stay in office four more years. And we're going to make things even better. And if you're Biden, I'm the guy that's going to kick that bum out of the White House. And we're going to pull him out by his, by his, by his, his fake hair. And, and we're going to go do things differently. And we're going to put AOC in charge of everything. And if she says jump, you're going to say how high on the way up. Right? Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean... It's one of those things. I mean, you know, now they're talking about, uh, uh, you know, once again, Al Gore comes out and says, I don't understand. I, I, I get why the Democrats are doing this. Al Gore comes out yesterday and says... The military is if 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 uh, if uh, uh, Trump loses, the military is going to have to remove him physically from the White House. I'm going. How do you know? You know? <laughs> how do you know? That would be like me saying, if Shelley doesn't get a tank of gas in her car today, she's going to go on a rampage in Target, and she's going to overturn everybody's shopping cart and then leave the store. And I'm. Going, I can see me doing that depending <laughs> on the mood. <laughs> I was just making stuff. I was just making stuff up, like like okay, that would never happen. Shelly would never go to Target and, <laughs> I could, I and could turn over people's shopping carts. I mean, and, like, and being held away by handcuffs. Well, I but see once and and then and then and then the 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 night before that, Hillary Clinton said, and Mr. Biden, you know, if you don't win in the 2020 election, don't concede defeat. Don't ever concede defeat. That you continue to go on and they'll keep counting ballots till the year 2024 i'm going like oh my god okay you know what 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 is going on with these people you know i mean i have my own thoughts about that well and i probably shouldn't um i i I just think it's gotten to the point where you know i get that they're trying to put them into minds people that he's this terrible you know authoritarian you know king kind of person and that the only trump yeah, that their only way that they're going to get him out of office is they're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, the military is going to go in there and, and you know, at, at gunpoint. And, you know, I mean, like you see in these, you know, you know, South American countries or, you know, these Latin American countries, you know, the what they call the banana republics and things like that. The third world countries where you hear some guy that, you know, uh, uh, or like for a long time, wasn't it what they had the elections in Russia, but Putin is the only name on the ballot. <laughs> you know, it's like, OK, we're going to go vote. We're going to go <laughs> vote. See, I could have. <laughs> right. We're gonna go vote, but yet or there's. I could have. Well, oh, Putin. But the funny part of that is, is that in the United States, there's a lot of ballots that are like that. That you've only got one name on the ballot. You know, geez, that's true. Last election, there were I think there were several. At least on my ballot, there were several people that were like unopposed. And it's like okay, so now I know that was the primary. So essentially, you know that. But still, even in the general election, remember that happened. Uh, with the current uh, St. Charles County prosecutor, with Wesley Bell, uh, he was he was on the primary ballot against uh, Bob McCullough, and uh, the Re- the Republicans didn't even run anybody because they thought, oh, Bob McCullough is going to you know win again. He'll win the primary and he'll win the general. Everybody always votes for Bob, and he lost the the the, the, the primary to Wesley Bell, and then there was nobody on the ballot for a Republican in November. And it's like, okay, guess what? He's the new and the Republican. Why well, we why well, we should have had somebody on the ballot? Hey, you know, you gave up. Fly the flag of surrender. 
that'd be like that would be like me walking into a bar and seeing Lady Gaga and me just not even going over to her you know her table and saying, "Hey, you want to go out to dinner tomorrow night?" Am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> I was like, okay. The idea being is I should take the shot, right? Even if I know I was going to miss, I should take the shot, right? Absolutely. Words to live by. Don't take, you have a friend like that? Take every shot. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the saying? You, you, never win, uh, well, you never win the games you don't play. Isn't that what it is or something like that? Something similar to that. Yeah, the yeah. idea being that so many people go like, like I told you my Larry Mondello story. You know, I told you, I told you. I that. know that's what I'm saying. Guy I used to work with. Well, he's just, you know, I think his deal was he was just. He nice. was. He's your friend. Well, he's been dead for a long time. I mean, he died like five or six years. Ago. He died on a tuna boat. <laughs> I didn't know that. You never told me that. Oh yeah, he died like he was like 32 or 33. Yeah. yeah. Aww. I think he died of a heart attack because he was a great big. A great big guy didn't take care of himself. Plus, once again, he was buddies with Kevin Matheny, and Kevin Matheny died at a relatively early age, and they were two very hard partiers, if you know what I'm saying. I do. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll just they leave li- it. They lived hard. Well, they. It's okay. You don't. Have let's to let's call it. Have to explain. Come on, man. Let's call it self. <laughs> exactly. Let's call it self medication. Okay. Would, would, oh, okay. Would, would that make sense if I just called it self-medication? Yeah, yeah. totally understand. <laughs> okay. It's 624. Know who's on your roof. Westplex 107.1. Do you like that song? I happen to love that song. <laughs> I asked Shelly a question. Shelly, I'm going to hit you in three seconds. Can you answer in two? One. What? Two, three, four. No, I can't. Okay, smarty pants. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so you like that song? I do like that song. I said that before. Lots of harmony in it. I like I like harmony. You know, like yeah. you like harmony. It reminds me of for some reason it reminds me of um heart. I don't know why. Heart? You know you know who it reminds me of? It reminds me of ABBA. It sounds like an ABBA song. You know? That's it. Yeah, they have yep, those they have it. those layered yes. harmonies between the two dudes and two dudes. My misspent youth and thinking what exactly does this song remind me of? And you're right, it is ABBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those people, young or people. Or the Wilson like, sisters. ABBA? Who's ABBA? <laughs> we, A-B-B-A. Where, where, where were they from? ABBA. Sweden? Where were they from? Something like that? Sweden? One they, of the, they were not Americans, yes. Yeah, well, but, but, but what was it like five or six years ago? Some rich guy was going to pay him a billion dollars to get back together and do a, do a tour I mean, like, if somebody, if, if you and I went off the air and somebody called up one day and said, hey, I'll give you a billion dollars for you to go and do six months worth of shows, wouldn't you be here every morning with me, Shelly? <laughs> well, <laughs> the question is, would you be here with me? Oh, if we split a billion dollars, we each walked away with a half a half bill, 500 million? Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, it, I'd, I, yeah. I'd sleep in the studio, <laughs> and, you know, ready to get on the air in the morning. You know, like, okay, can't miss a show, can't miss a show, because I'll miss my 500 million dollars. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how how we're motivated by stuff like that? You know, I mean, money it's, is a motivator. Well, well, you know, crazy stuff. And and once again, but sometimes I, there's not enough money. I heard somebody the other day, changing a little bit 
uh, topic, but about you know voting money and all the the money they're spending on campaigns and things like that. Okay, nice I heard, segue. And there's Go on. well, no, there's all this crazy stuff about the fact that oh, you know, we're going back to the postal service. Is the are the postmen going to be um, you know able to carry those big heavy mail ba- ba- bags with all the with all the ballots in them? Okay, whatever. Um, I heard somebody the other day say what we should do is that especially since the pandemic and a lot of restaurants and a lot of places are drive through only, we should just have drive through polling places. I'm thinking, that makes sense. You know, just like have a big old... But I still say, I still say, the system that works, that nobody... That you don't never hear anybody complain about the lottery system as far as like, well, my, I put my ticket in. I had the, the, you know, I had the quick, you know, the quick pick on one and I had the numbers on another one. Nobody ever complains that they got the wrong ticket. You know what I mean? And once yeah. again, I say that you just go to the, you know, go to like the, you just, you know, you, you, the machines can easily, you know, handle more than one card and you come out with a card sort of like, you know, when you go to pick your lottery numbers and they run it through the machine and it prints out your ticket, just do that like with a ballot. Okay. You go to your local convenience store, you know, wherever sell, they sell lottery tickets and you, you say, here's my driver's license, you know, or my ID. Of course, then you get in trouble. You can't do that. You can't ask people for an ID. Okay. How do you know who they are? But anyway, once you identify them and you go, okay, fine, here's your ballot. And it's a little card, you know, and you just, you know, darken the little dots and you put it through the machine zoom, and you're done, you know, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I can see me doing that over at Dirt Cheap. <laughs> no, but, but, but I mean, once again, the system is there. It works. If somebody's in front, do you buy lottery tickets? I don't. Okay, but you've been behind somebody that... I buy lottery scratch-off tickets because well, they're fun. It's instant gratification. You know what I'm talking about. You've been behind somebody who I, uh, yes, fills out the little slip. You know. Yes, could you please run these through the scanner and tell me if I've won anything? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about when you win, when you buy the tickets. If you if you pick your own numbers, you can fill out the little card. There's little cards. And you put, you know, you know get a little pencil and you put your numbers in. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. Runs it through the machine and then it prints out your thing. So in other words, same kind of deal. That's be how you vote. I mean, to me, it'd be so simple. The machines are already there. You know, they're by the state. States authorize those machines because they're state lottery. You know, you know, simple. But of course, that's you know, interesting. That's an interesting concept. Well, it actually. makes too much sense. That's the problem with it. <laughs> and, and I've never, un- I don't want to beat a dead horse. I've never understood this whole deal about that's not like you not beating well, a dead horse. The <laughs> Man, come on, man. Okay. Uh, I, I've never I've never understood the whole deal with you have to present an ID to do this, you have to present an ID to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that, and you know, you got to show, you know, if you get on a plane, you got to have a picture ID and it's got to be a valid one, can't be an expired driver's license. And if you go to the bank or you know, uh, to do business, you got to show an ID that you're the account holder, you know, you know what I mean? You got to show an ID, yeah, but yet I do. Oh, uh, you don't have to show an ID when you vote. Oh, that's terrible. You don't have to show, you know, you're disenfranchising people to vote. Okay, so you're telling me that these people that don't have an ID that like they never go outside their house? <laughs> I mean, they never have any inter- any interaction with society where you're asked to show an ID. And the crazy part of that is, is that like in, in a lot of government buildings, like I remember the deal was that, that, who was it that one attorney general, was it Eric, what was his name? Eric, whatever his name was, uh, the uh, Obama dude, um, Eric Johnson, what was his name? You know what I'm talking I, about. I wouldn't anyway. know because I anyway. wasn't an Obama fan. Well, he was, he was against, you know, showing ID for 
far um, a voting, but yet if you went to Washington, See, and that's so ridiculous. I mean, you have to show, to me, you have to show your ID. Well, but the point I was going to make was he was against showing ID to vote, but yet if you went to the DOJ office in in Washington, D.C., in order to get in the building, you have to show your ID. And it's like, okay, now hold on a minute now. <laughs> why, is it, why is it that the guy who tells you you don't need an ID to vote, you need an ID to come into his building? It's like, okay, that doesn't make much sense. But, hey, what do I know? And the answer to that is always not much. That's just the way it is. It's not right? always that much, yeah. but sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 always it's always. No, it's, that's not true. No, it's 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 always because you know why? Why? Before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Yeah, I think you know that, that before we started this program, did you take your test this morning? See if where you're on cocaine again? <laughs> I did take my test and, and it came back negative. Okay, so you're not on cocaine. Oh this no, morning. what did it come back as? Um, no virus indicated have you ever been offended have your feelings been injured did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation call the law offices of thompson ham and call us toll free today at 1-800-LAW and you know what I that always, is so funny. I heard that that uh, the chinese uh, student who was offended by the professor at mizzou he's already called that number He's called the 1-800-LAW number. He wasn't offended, though. It was somebody else offended for him. <laughs> that, that's so... I mean, if you know what we're talking about, I mean, this, it, what, today's Thursday, that would happen on Monday. It's like, come on, kid, you know, kid. <laughs> It always cracks me up. The Don Marsh story, you know, at KWMU, where he, he compliments Karen Foss. Wow, you look great. And somebody reports, that was in the room, a young a, a producer reported that as... What what do I call it? Sexual harassment or something like that? Like, if yeah, if that's what they said. if I was in a room and you walked in and I said, Shelly, you look great today. Would you feel sexually harassed? No, I would feel like, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Nobody ever tells me I look. Good. Well, but but see, well, once, I'd be like, thank you. You're so sweet. Once again, that's what I don't get. I you know, and I know I've heard. I, you know, I, you know, go through the, you know, the sensitivity courses at work that you can't say this and you can't say that. I get it. You know, you can't say, wow, what a nice dress or, or gee, you look great today or, you know, hey, baby, you be rocking those shoes. You know, you can't say things like that. No, right? that you can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's 643. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, 652. I am Shelly. She's Brad. Web address is Westplex. Oh, what am I saying? The web address for the show is BS in the morning. Show address for us. The radio station is Westplex1071.com. Uh, don't forget, you can get a great deal on an incredibly good restaurant, Hawthorne Inn in Labadee, $25 worth of food for only $12. Check it out at snarfitup.com. That's S-N-A-R-F, snarfitup.com. I just watching some videos of the uh, hurricane stuff, um, Laura. Oh, my God. Some of the, I mean, you see, like, you know, track trailers and, and, and RVs just, bonk, you know, looks like they're like toys just, you know, being blown over in, in, the, in the wind from the hurricane. I mean, and, and that's not even in the bad spots. That's the spots where, you know, it's not all that bad. I mean, geez, Louise. Did you see where the uh, was the FEMA guy? He said that the storm surge in some of these areas would, would not be survivable. That is a shame. I mean, you know, the idea being I is that... I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. That, that's just tragic. He said they were predicting a storm surge in some places at 20 to 30 feet. So you think that, like, okay, let's say you were in, like, 
you know, like a two-story house, that would mean that like the water would be over the roof of a two-story house. Man, that's spooky stuff. Oh, man. And uh, although, you know, and I heard, which is good, it's one of these things where, you know, uh, locals try to do our bet, our part. There's an emergency task force, what's it called, Missouri One or something like that, that's already been dispatched. I think they said they were, they were being staged in College Station, Texas. And as soon as the uh, hurricane had actually officially blown through and it was safe to go into the area, they will go in. Um, you know, it's one of those things, helping your neighbor. Yeah, I know sometimes we get into things where, well, we're from so-and-so state and, you know, you're great and we're not. You know what I mean? But, you know, one of those things where you try to help out your neighbor. At least you think you try to do. You know, with me, I try to put up a nice mailbox and just what happens to me, you know? You just get picked on, don't you? <laughs> you and Rodney Dangerfield. I just get no respect. It's funny. No respect whatsoever. It's funny how you mentioned him. I was watching something the other night. Somebody sent me, um, like, he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson a bunch of times. And somebody sent me one of the videos when he was probably at his, his finest. And three-fourths of the, of the jokes he couldn't tell anymore. Not that they were sexual jokes or anything like that. They're just like, oh, you can't say that. You're making fun of somebody. Oh, you're making fun of your wife. Or you're making fun of a woman. Or you're making fun of a guy. You're making fun of, you know, a situation. Oh, can't say that anymore. Can't say that anymore. And with, and with him, nobody was sacred. Well, yeah. But it's, and it's, like, and it's funny, that same thing like with Don Rickles. God, if you watch some of these Don Rickles, Don Rickles for a while. Remember, you, on TV, you used to have all these roasts. Like every other week, there was like a roast. We're yes, going to roast. They did. We're going to roast. Yes, they did. Frank Sinatra. You know, and and Don Rickles is like in all these roasts and there's like black guys on the stage and he's making black jokes and and he's talking about like, you know, well, I would I don't you know, and he took I don't think I'd want to live where he lives. You know, I'm going, whoa, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, you know, and at the time it was like, eh, no big deal. And some people will say like, oh, look how far we've come. I'm going like, you know what? And, you know, it's just like I don't quite get if you have someone that, like, I say this all the time, my next-door neighbors, when I grew up, they were Greek. And I speak a, just a little bit, a tiny bit of Greek. And one of the words that I always remember is skasa, because the husband and wife uh, of the Greeks next door used to get, on, get in fights on their front lawn all the time, happened all the time. They would be yelling and screaming at each other, and, you know, we'd get up to a fever pitch, and then they would start yelling skasa at each other, skasa. And uh, their son, who was kid, was a couple of years older than me, but it was like my friend. And I go, what does that mean when they say, Scott, shut up? So they're yelling like when you know, they're having an argument. And then when they get to the point where they don't have anything, you know, you know how to run out of stuff to argue. You know what I mean? You start saying stupid stuff. Well, you, well you're, you're ugly. Well, you're stupid. You know, and they would just go, Skaza, Skaza, shut up, shut up, shut up. And yell so back. is that what I should say? Yeah, I mean, we don't usually end up with things to argue about. But if that ever does happen, should I just say Skaza? But, but have, have you ever lived like in a neighborhood where like, you know, maybe your next door neighbor or somebody down the street, they just like fought all the time? Have you ever lived? in that environment um, I'm trying to think when, no. when I when I was a young guy you know going to college and I lived in in an apartment by myself I had I had some crazy weird neighbors crazy weird neighbors the neighbors upstairs refused to buy a shower curtain and they would take a shower and when I first moved in you know I you know the apartment was an older apartment but it had a completely redone bathroom well, I realized why the bathroom was completely redone because 
my bathroom kept flooding because they refused to use a shower curtain. Now think about that for a minute. You know, they had like the, we all had like the in-tub kind of shower. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have the tub and it's also the shower. You know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yes, yes. But the, you had to buy a shower curtain. Well, they refused to buy a shower curtain. And it, the funny Did part, you give them one? No, but the, they wouldn't They wouldn't use it. The apartment, because it was funny because one of the girls that I knew who I worked with at another job, she was, you know, she was the assistant manager of the apartment complex. And I'm there for a lot of month and I go like, Okay, I think I figured out why my, you know, my bathroom's been redone. There's water. Oh, she says, oh, you're in. And she knew exactly, without me telling her, she knew exactly what apartment I was in. Oh, you're in, you're in blah, 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 blah. I go, yeah. Oh, we have trouble with the neighbors above you. Why is that? Well, they won't, they won't put a shower curtain up. Well, can you give them one? Oh, we've given them one. They just won't use it. So you're telling me that when they take a shower, water goes, yep, goes all over the floor, sleep, and then it seeps through the floor and it ends up in, in your bathroom because, you know, the apartments are built, you know, they're identical on top of one another. So it got to the point where the running joke was it got to the point where my ceiling in my bathroom used to get lower and lower and lower because it was filling up with water. You know, my ceiling was. And then finally... Yeah. It would break, and I would have this huge mess in my bathroom where the ceiling fell in, and my bathroom would flood. And they would go, and they would talk to them. And at one point in time, I said to them, I said, can you guys maybe not, you know, like, watch it when you take a shower? And the guy looked at me and goes, we'll take a shower any way we want. I said, Okay. <laughs> That was neighborly. I'm going like, I'm going like, okay, maybe that was against their religion to use a shower curtain or something like that. Or maybe, maybe they were the first on the, I've got plastic allergies, you know, like peanut allergies. I've got, I've got, I'm allergic to shower curtains. Okay. Okay. I get it. You can't be in your shower curtain. I understand. I totally understand. Everybody has that allergy. You know, matter of fact, all the, all my kids nowadays have that, they have the shower curtain allergy. That's why we had to put in shower doors instead of shower curtains, you know? Of course. <laughs> I don't get it. A lot of things I don't get. But you know what I do get? What? It's 6.59. Westplex. That's what I just said. Westplex 107.1. Good morning to you. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. Together we are known as BS in the morning. Why is my computer not working now? Are you there? I'm here. I'm the one that's working, not your computer. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you're working. Um I thought you'd be proud that I was actually doing my job today. What? What? I know. You're doing your job? Man! Why is how's I'm that? doing my job. Come on, oh, man! It's just in bits and pieces. I can't get over that. I'm, that's my new favorite one. I'm sorry. I know it is. <laughs> it's almost, almost as oh, good don't do it. as... I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. That's when Shelly, Shelly was, matter of fact, I don't know if you heard this, there was a big thing was in the news last week. They had a big, uh, a big uh, town hall meeting or something like that in Washington, Missouri, about, uh, you know, whether you should have to wear masks or not. And uh, there was big controversy about that because they were... Was it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. They were talking about, the city was saying, well, we should mandate masks. So they decided to have like a big town hall. And they actually had to move it to the KFC hall because the, you know, the, the small little place that is the... Um, you know, where they have normally they have the uh, city council meetings wasn't big enough. And uh, apparently it uh, the, the number of people who showed up say, nope, we shouldn't have to wear masks. They won. So it's not mandatory in Washington. But it is mandatory that wow. they 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 uh, 
they uh, wear a bra. No, 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 no. They, they, what was interesting was they didn't. They decided not to, you know, enforce wearing a mask. But what they did enforce was, since they're in the wine country, that you, when you're out in public, you have to have a wine cork stuck in your mouth. <laughs> Is that like a toothpick when you chop onions? <laughs> you have to have a wine cork stuck in your mouth. That's that's. <laughs> Did you, you tickle hear? yourself, don't you? No, you know what? Here we go again. I I read this story, and I'm going like, okay, can we get any more ridiculous? I yeah, read this story that, and it was, and and, and it, it was like a promo video that they released, and it was Tom Cruise going to the premiere of some other movie, not one of his movies, but it starts out with him, you know, he's in the back of a limousine or an SUV or something like that, and he's talking about, oh, I'm really excited about going to the movies, we all need to get back to going to the movies, theaters, and big screen, and you know, and you know, once again, he's saying the thing we all think, hey, we want to go back to see the movie on the screen and have the good sound system, all that kind of stuff. So as he gets close to where he's going to the movie theater, he puts on his mask, and they they stop the video and they zoom in on the mask and they criticize him because of do you know why? No. His mask has an exhaust port on it. Have you heard this whole controversy? No, but I've seen those and I was actually thinking about getting one. Well, they're there and I think one of the airlines, I think American Airlines banned them because they're saying, Well, that doesn't really it, it filters the because the way they work is that when you breathe in the little port closes. So in other words, you know, all the air that you suck in goes through the mask, but then when you breathe out, the little valve opens up, which makes it easier to exhale. Because some people don't like the fact that when you exhale, the breath just sort of like stays there in front of you because, you know, you've got the mask on. Then you realize that you really need a breath mitt and why didn't anybody <laughs> right. tell you? So, so <laughs> they're ripping him because he had a valve mask. And I'm going like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, to the point where it's like, it's like, can we be any more picky about stuff? You know, I mean, you know, once again, it's like me, I've got my, 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 you know, and, and it was somebody the other day, remember, you know, I talked about this. I heard some journalists say, well, you know, if you have the N95 mask, that's as good as it gets. And remember, we talked about how mine's a P100, you know, and, yes. and if you dissect the numbers, mean 95 means 95%, it filters out 95% of the stuff. And N means it's impervious to what oil and something else and water so in other words if it gets wet or if it gets oil on it it doesn't work anymore and mine's a p100 which means it filters out like 99.97 stuff and it's impervious to and if it gets oil or water on it it's still 99.97 you know and, I, and the guys go well if it's a n95 it's the best you can get not not you know and not only that you can get masks that are even better than the p100s you can get like the kind that the the guys in the moon suits wear you know what i mean like with the triple you know even even on my mask it's got replaceable filters on my mask you can buy these these cartridges that are like have activated charcoal in them you know what i mean i mean they're like the super duper things you know and then there's and then you can when you put those activated charcoal filters on there you can put pre-filters on there so it's like no dude you know if you want to get a mask you can get a mask mask not just like an n95 but you know what he didn't do his homework and I and I called up the network and I said something to him, you know the, the the network chief. I got all the way to the president of the network and they said, oh man, okay. And the network chief called me back and said, we fired him last night. You're right. I said, okay, great, thanks. Sure, Brad. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, now if I would have go up that phone tree chain. <laughs> now, if I would have said something about the fact that, well, he said something bad about your Asian uh, people who uh, used to live in Africa, who uh, used to live in the North Pole, and that offended me. Then they'd fire him, right? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> It's like, okay. Or he said, hey, good looking, be back to pick you up later. God, there's, it's so funny you mention that. There's so many commercials. Every once in a while, I'll watch like some, like an old TV show or something like that, and they have the commercials in it. I'm going like, man, that commercial wouldn't be allowed on the air any day. Once again, not because of any sexual content. It's just at a point where like people saying stuff, you know, and it's like, oh, somebody would complain about that. You know, it's just like, have you heard, have you heard this new thing with Kevin Hart, how he's all mad at NBC? He's like, he's... He's gone on a tirade at NBC. No. Okay. Uh, somebody on one of the NBC websites, and I've seen this before, um, somebody who was working on the NBC website because they were talking about, you know, the NBC, NBC's the Olympic station, the whole bit, and obviously they didn't have the Olympics this year. But anyway, it was something to do with Usain Bolt, you know, the fastest man on the planet. And it was, it was, there was a story about Usain Bolt and whoever had put together the website had put Kevin Hart's picture in there instead of Usain Bolt. And his comment was, yeah, so you're saying black people look all alike? So you can't tell me from, from Usain Bolt? And I'm thinking to myself, how many times, not black, how many times have you looked at like a news article and you know online or something like that and the wrong picture is there? And it's not like a black guy with a black guy. It's like somebody else. It's, a wrong, it's the wrong white dude. You know what I'm talking about? You know, and, and what do we say? Well, it's, you know, it's white people. They all look the same. So, you know, you know they messed up the, the picture. You know what I mean? I do. Charles Barkley was interviewed last night, and, and he said, you know, normally he's sort of interesting. He said he's tired of being a black man because anytime anything happens to black people, they always want him to explain it. And I'm going like, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think think about that for a minute, you know. And it is it is sort of funny when you think about it because it is one of those things that, like, you know, I mean. And once again, he's sort of the go-to guy that because and and what I think sort of funny about that is is that he doesn't realize that the reason and not necessarily just about racial things. The reason they go to him is because he's so funny. You know what I mean? I mean, have you heard some of the interviews he does? Hilarious. I know. He's a character. And he just says whatever's on the top of his mind. You know, and I don't care what it's about. You know, you talk to Charles Barkley and it's always like, okay, this is going to be a good interview. Because Charles Barkley just doesn't, you know, pull any punches. So he said that. And I don't think the interviewer got it. I think he sort of met it as a joke, and I think the interviewer sort of took him seriously. And then he said it again. He says, yeah, it's tough being a black guy, you know, nowadays, you know, because I just got to explain everything. I'm going, okay. And then he said something like, that doesn't happen with you white folks. You know, I'm going like, well, to a certain extent, you know, I mean, it's because of the fact that, that we don't have to explain, you know, I mean, like, it's just, it's just like, Okay, like let's say, let's say something weird happens in your neighborhood. Let's say some guy drives his car down the street and he's got chainsaws attached to the front of his car and he drives through your neighborhood and he cuts down every tree in everybody's front yard. Okay, I mean like just a bizarre thing. Okay, so Channel 5 shows up 
And they say, you know, we're talking with Shelly Barr, who lives in this neighborhood. And Shelly, you know, what do you think? And you wouldn't say, well, it's it's this, it's this, it's a crazy white guy, because all white guys drive around through the neighborhood with chainsaws on the front of their car. I mean, would you even say anything like that? No, I would not. <laughs> because of the fact that it's just a crazy guy, no matter if he's black, white, Asian, you know, homosexual, heterosexual, sapiosexual, whatever he is. He's some nut that stuck chainsaws on the front of his car and drove through the neighborhood and chopped down trees. You know, I mean, and, you know, irregardless of what his, his background is, he's just a crazy nut. You know, it's just one of those things. I get it. Now, when it comes to mass murders, that's a different situation. Completely. They're serious. They're all they're all weird white dudes, right? That is very true. I mean, it is. It's unfortunate that they're all weird white dudes, just like this guy. You know, could have been like your next door neighbor. Well, just like the the case that they just finished in California, that guy that that you know that that for what like a decade. Like what they said, like 10 different counties in California, he murdered all these people, he raped all these women, you know, and he was a cop. You're going like, okay, that's weird, you know, and, and, and it's, and like the only reason, I mean, and it, once again, it's sort of like the Angie Hausman thing that at the time when she was abducted back in 1993, we didn't have all the incredibly sophisticated uh, equipment to test for DNA and things like that. And now we do. And they've saved some of this evidence, and that's what happened with that case. They saved evidence, you know, from these cold cases, from these, you know, terrible murders and rapes and things like that that went on for a long time. And they saved all this stuff, and, you know, then essentially, you know, when the, the testing got better, they, they went through and they tested. That's exactly what happened with the Angie Hausman thing. That's how they broke that case. Because of the fact that, that you know, that, that there was a piece of, I think it was a piece of clothing or her clothing or something like that, and it had two DNA samples on it, hers and somebody else's. And they ran it, and, the, and you know, and I think that happened just last year. If I think I remember reading the story, that was a, a, a St. Charles County crime lab tech, technician that did that last year. And that's when they figured out it was him. And that's when all the pieces of the puzzle started to fit together. That at the time he used to live in the neighborhood or something like that, and he'd just been released from prison for, for you know, being a sexual predator. And you know, it's like okay, you know, and it's to the point where it's like okay, you know, just a weirdo. You know, weirdos come in all shapes and sizes, races, colors, creeds. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they do. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. You, you, you know what? Shelly's real good about this. No matter what I say, she's going to agree with me because she knows that. That's not true. I'm always right. That is not accurate. And 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 Shelly is the most down to earth person because she says things like, "My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra." She says very, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing that out, Brad. Oh look, seven eighteen. Thank you, Brad. What were you doing when you did it on the air? (laughs) What was that? I was talking about um, (laughs) um, the the underground water sprinklers. Oh, 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 okay. Because that's what they did. They went. (laughs) Do you remember that? Uh, How was that again? Not gonna do it. Nope, will never happen again. <laughs> do, but that's how that's how they sounded, do, and I. Do, that's why I used to call them patoo Do that one again. 
Nope. God, you know what? I, I, it's funny you should bring that up. I'm going to tell you a weird story, okay? That's different how? I, <laughs> there are very few times in my life where I have inner peace, you know? And I'll be honest with you. It's like my mind's always going. I can't shut my mind down. And there was a time, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, something like that, where in one year I got walking pneumonia twice. And I was really sick, really sick. And one of the highlights of my day was I can only work for like two or three hours, if you can imagine that. I mean, I was like sick, sick, sick. I had to sleep like 12, 14 hours a day. And at one point in time, the doctor was going to put me in the hospital, but he never did. He probably should have. But I had a house that I put a sprinkler system in, and I had those impulse sprinklers. And one of the highlights of my day was I would go out, I would sit on the front porch, I would turn the sprinkler system on, I would sit there, I would watch the water, because I had three yep. or four of those in my front yard, you know, like one in each corner, and they'd go, you know, like you go, they go, you know, pajuk, 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 as they recycled back, you know, they went yes. like half yes. arc, and then they went, and they went back, and they started over, you know, like that. And, and then they go down, and then they would like, you know, yeah. proceed on, and then right. once that zone was finished, they sink down yeah. into the ground, and a new zone would come up, and there'd be more going, and I was sitting my front porch, and that was my therapy, and it yes. was the most bizarre, weird thing because I would sit there. And sometimes I would actually go in to the... And smile? No, I would go into the controller and I would restart the, the, the program. You know what I mean? In other words, it had a program <laughs> yeah, where, where the it would... Zone it would it, the, yeah, the zone I was closest to. Your I favorite would, zone. I would go inside and I would reset the program. <laughs> I'd go, I want to do that zone again. And it went for like 15 minutes. And I'd sit in my porch yeah. and it was almost like... I felt at one with the universe. It was like, hum, you know, yes. you hold your fingers and you do the yoga thing, and hum, hum. And it was like, God, it's so strange. And then here's the other thing, okay? I, I will remember this like it happened yesterday, and it's so weird and so bizarre. Years and years and years ago, when I was on, on vacation in San Diego, and I drove out to San Diego, I drove out and I drove back, I drove out to San Diego, and there was a day when I was going, hey, what am I gonna do today? So I went to a driving range. You know, and it was one of these, you know, now that we have Top Golf, we have them here in St. Louis. But it used to be you go to other driving ranges in other cities, and they had, like, multiple-story driving ranges. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you had the people on the ground, you had another people upstairs, another people upstairs. And now you have that with Top Golf. But nobody had that in St. Louis. And I went to this driving range, and it was such a beautiful day in San Diego. And I went up on the top floor of the driving range. And I just watched these guys hit golf balls, and these guys were really good golfers. And I sat there, and I felt like I am in heaven. I'm in San Diego. I don't have my, you know, my my job or my company to worry about. Whatever I, at the time, I think I was I, I owned a company at the time. I can't remember what it was. And I thought to myself, I'm in San Diego. I'm on vacation. I rarely take vacation. I'm 1,500 miles from my house. It's summer. The weather here is beautiful, and I'm sitting here on the third floor of this driving range, and I'm watching these guys hit these perfectly placed golf shots where they hit that one one wood, and the ball rises and it goes, you know, like at a, you know, at a, it goes straight out, and then it, you know, when it, it's done with its energy, it sort of falls off and falls to the ground, and it was like, holy cow, I died and went to heaven. I'm at the driving range in San Diego. I'm at one with the earth. 
and I can still remember to this day the feeling I had about sitting up there. Is that bizarre or what? It's pretty cute. No, actually. it's weird. I mean, it's like, it's like how, you know, because here's the thing. Most people have those moments like, oh, I remember when, you know, when, when I, you know, I met my wife, uh, you know, when we first, when we first locked eyes, or I remember when I had my first kid. And for me, my first kid was traumatic. Jeez, I told that story last week. It still bothers me. By my oldest son when he was born and was essentially almost died and ended up spending his first three weeks of life in the NICU at baby factory out at the palace yeah, of ballast you know you know i mean like it's like it's like you know that was not a good good experience for me actually it was a terrible experience i mean it turned out great because my son's this great big hulking kid you know kid he's a an adult now he's like six foot six and weighs like 240 and you know could pick me up with his little finger and smash me into the ground that's a tall you know? drink of water <laughs> six foot six well my other son's six eight that's the son i haven't met my daughter's married to a guy who's six ten See, I can't even imagine that. Six ten. Imagine me standing next to my son-in-law and my three sons. I look like a shrimp, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> do. I mean, there was a picture of me with my yes, three sons was, that was but on you my were hunkering down. Well, so no, 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 no. I was on my Facebook page, and it was me and my three sons. And people who've never met me before would would you know have seen that picture, go like, man, I thought you were really short. I go, no, I just have really tall kids, you know, because relative, you can't you can't judge that. And there was a time when it was it was me and standing next to George Clooney and Brad Pitt, and you know, and people would meet me in person. They go, "Oh my God, I thought you were a really good-looking guy. You know, you look just like Brad, you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney." And I see you in person, and you're like, you know, Frankenstein. I go, "Hey, thanks, appreciate that." Oh, look, seven twenty-three. You know what? I just screwed up the computer. Hold on a minute. Way to go, Brad. Oh man, where am I? Hold on a minute. Say something for a minute. Something for a minute. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now we can do it. Okay, what time is it again? It is 7.23. Westplex 107.1. It is BS The Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 7.33. It is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Good morning to you, Shelly. Good morning, Brad. Uh, website is bsinthemorning.show. Uh, station website is westplex1071.com. Yesterday afternoon, I'm driving somewhere, and I end up behind a bus, and on the back of the bus is the uh, Brown and Crouppen, the Get BC TV thing with the three attorneys with sandwiches in their mouths. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I saw that on your Facebook page. Okay. I put it on there because, and I essentially put, hey, do me a favor. Can somebody explain this to me? And I, I, I was being somewhat tongue-in-cheek because I get it, but to the point where, to me, it's like, okay. Are you going to choose if you have an accident, if you, you know, slip and fall, car accident, industrial accident, something happened to you at work, something falls on your head and you have traumatic brain injury or something like that, are you going to pick the law firm because you saw these guys munching on sandwiches? I guess is my question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And, I, I wouldn't pick well, those because they're munching on sandwiches. But, are they trying to Make a statement? I, I guess I get the fact that somebody put, you know, on my Facebook page the fact, well, hey, you know, you posted for it. That's, the, what, that's what they wanted. But, you know, if I see somebody who's, um, you know, doing something terrible and I post that on my Facebook page, that's not what they wanted. 
You know what I mean? I mean, if I catch somebody, uh, you know, lighting, uh, you know, like like there was that when we saw that when that video was a couple two three weeks ago, uh, that lady that was mad at her boyfriend, so she poured gasoline. She broke out the window of his car. Remember that? She broke out the window of his car and she poured the gasoline in the car, and then she she got a lighter and she hit the lighter and she she you know you know put the the lighter inside the car and the thing exploded and blew her backwards against another car you know like whacked her head on another car because like the explosion when the gasoline you know ignited it's like okay and that's not what she wanted she you know because she was like she wanted to why my boyfriend cheated on me i'm gonna show him i'm gonna torch his car but she ends up like you know insta karma kind of deal where she ends up being injured by the fact that the car blows up okay so she didn't want that online, right? You know, people put that video on, got millions of views, and she looked stupid. You know, first off, she, you know, the police are going to arrest her because it's arson, so she's going to get nailed. But I don't get the thing. And and once again, these guys are stuffing their face with food. And to me, it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying it. But it's like, hey, we're big fat lawyers, and gosh, we make so much money off of suing people, we can just afford to just stuff ourselves with food and get really fat. Can I say okay. that? Can I say that? <laughs> sure. You can pretty much say anything you want to within reason. It's just like you know you know how you have you have visions of 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 sugar plums dancing in my head? No, yes. You just have like visions that are like snapped into your brain and they don't they won't leave, you know, things that like happen to you and you know, traumatic moments are great moments that, you know, bunk, it's in your brain, it's there for the rest of your life. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's some things you can't unsee and unhear. Okay. One day, and this has probably been, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 years ago, a bank that I was dealing with, and not the best circumstances, because um, I thought they were being somewhat unreasonable with me, and quite honestly, some other customers, and they had somewhat of a reputation for this. One day, just by sheer coincidence, I'm driving by the bank, and the president and three of his vice presidents had walked out the, the door of the bank, and it was lunchtime, and they were going to get lunch. And I don't think any of them weighed less than 300 pounds. And I thought to myself, wow, that doesn't show a good image of, of what that bank's all about. Get what I'm saying? Because they showed overweight people? Well, no, no, no. It wasn't. They were just, they, I just, I, I'm driving down the street. Just a sheer chance coincidence. I'm driving down the street. The president and three vice presidents walked outside the bank. They're all great big overweight dudes, okay? Okay. And you know what they say about certain types of, of you know, you know what I mean? People, jobs, you know, like if you're if you're a baseball player, you know you're you know you have one kind of a physique. If you're a, a tennis so player, so you're saying they're wealthy fat cats? Exactly. They were like, you know, like, eh, look at us. I think my cat is um, um, insulted. Well, no, no, no. Okay, let's go back to art. No, really. Okay, there's there's the period of art where Ruben, who was one of the painters, you know what I'm talking about? Let's see when Ruben was. Uh, 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 you, you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, let me, R, here it is, R-U-E-B-E-N, Ruben, the... Painter, A-I-N-T-E-R, okay, that at the time, what's his name? 
It's going to show up here. St. Peter Paul Rubens was a Flemish artist and diplomat. He's considered the most influential artist of the Flemish Baroque tradition. Rubens' highly charged compositions reference erudite aspects of classical and Christian history. And he was born in 1577. He died in 1670. And his big thing was he did pictures of women who were like, you know, the royalty, nude, and they were all very heavy. And to this day, women who are large are called... Romanesque. No, Rubenesque. 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 Okay. Now, the reason for that, do you know the reason for that? Why they were overweight? Because of the fact that they had food, and lots of it, because they were royalty, and the peasants didn't, and they were all skinny, scrawny little people, especially the women. Mm-hmm. They were very small and scrawny because they were undernourished. And the idea being was that if you went out in public and you were skinny and scrawny, you were, you were a peasant. And if you went out in public, and especially for women, if you were larger and carried extra poundage, you were royalty. And it was like, it was like a status symbol. It was a status symbol to be overweight. And he painted all these pictures of these women, you know, nude, who were, shall we say, on the large side, because they were all royalty. Yes. Okay. So back then, it was considered to be, it's just like, I had this discussion. It was considered to be beautiful. Well, I had this discussion the other day, okay? Mm -hmm. Why is it that things that are good are hard to attain, but things that are bad are easy to attain? Like, for example, if I don't, if I give up on my lawn and I don't care if there's weeds that grow up, those weeds will grow real fast. You know what I mean? If I don't fertilize and I don't put down the weed killer and I don't, you know, do this and do that, pretty soon my lawn's overtaken by weeds, okay? And weeds are considered bad. Now, let's flip the, flip, you know, let's say all of a sudden one day somebody wakes up and on all the TV channels, people are talking about like, can you believe how bad that lawn looks? And they show a perfectly manicured lawn with beautiful green grass with somebody cut it, you know, with a striping attached to their lawnmower. And you get the stripes back and forth. And, and then you turn on another TV channel. And then the, the person says, oh, my God, look at this terrible lawn in this house. Look, it's terrible. It's terrible. And you look and it's like, man, it's beautiful. And you turn on another TV channel and you go on the YouTube and there's somebody who's got a, you know, uh, oh, my God, look at this person's lawn. It's terrible. You know, it's just nothing but green grass. You know, pretty good. Soon you're going like, okay, now hold on, something's going on. I thought it was supposed to be good to have a nice green lawn with no weeds. All of a sudden, these people are saying it's bad. And it's like the do, the goofy thing, like I make fun of, there's the company right there, page 170, Albarisi, who has this goofy thing where they have their their property, their big world headquarters, and they have a thing that says, like, they have a big sign on the, on, on if you come off of the exit ramp from northbound 170 to page, and it looks like they don't own a lawnmower, and there's a big sign that says, Prairie in Progress. If you go by Olive, you go by the new Bear Building, which used to be the Monsanto Building, there on Olive, near Lindbergh, that's on the north side of Olive. Most of Monsanto's on the south side, but this is on the north side of Olive. It's a new building they built. They don't cut the grass. It's, like, all grown up in, like, weeds. And it's, like... You, know, you drive by there and you go like, okay, no, hold on a minute. No, that's bare. It's like the company's agriculture. And they'll say like, well, it's natural. And that's what we're all about. We're all about natural stuff like Roundup. It's natural. You know, you can put it in your coffee and drink it. It's so good. 
don't do that. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah, don't do <laughs> but, that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like leaving shrimp in your car. Don't do that. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so all of a sudden things that are good are now bad and things that are bad are now good. You know? It's, and it's sort of like the deal with like what we're going through with all the crazy stuff, with all you know the rioting and things like that. Okay, something happens bad, but yet everybody's got to you know. So in other words, a bad thing happens. So you would think that if a bad thing's happened, people would come together and they would all you know have a like nice kumbaya moment. Oh, that was a terrible thing. How are we going to change this? Let's all work harder on making all of us good people. No, instead, they burn, they rape, they pillage, they riot, they kill people in the streets, like it's going up in Kenosha. It's like, okay, now hold on a minute. Let me think, does this make any sense? Something happens that you don't like. There's what you say is an injustice with involving the police. And just like for me, okay, I have the solution to the whole police situation. I have the solution to the whole thing. What's that? All, you say, like, as of of, uh, September 1st, Next Tuesday, as of September 1st, 2020, all police people who are hired have to be black people. All police. No more white people anymore. White people can keep their jobs until they retire. But as of September 1st, 2020, no more white people as police officers. All police officers. And then, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, police will all be black. And that way, nobody can ever say, well, it was a white cop that, you know, killed a black guy. Nah, it's, you know, they're all black. So who do, who cares, right? And same thing. Like I really don't think that that means anything, actually. Well, and like like with with you know like with companies, September first, new rule goes into effect. No men can run a company anymore. All companies have to be run by women. All companies are run by women. <laughs> well, but I mean, really run by women. You know, and me I know, too. Well, I mean that. No, I mean there are a lot of companies that are run by men. Come on, let's be honest. But but we make it so. <laughs> yeah, that, but who who are their Girl Fridays? Who are the people that are sitting there supporting I'm them talking and being, No, I'm not um, talking about behind the scenes. I'm talking about the name on the desk. You know, the CEO, the president is a woman, and she has control of the company, and it's her company, or she's the, you know, whatever she is. The board's appointed her, the CEO, the president, whatever the deal is, and she's running the company, okay? That way we won't have complaints about, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that, right? Because, you know, men are pigs. Women aren't. Well, yeah, but they... um. You don't like my ideas? No. (laughs) No, I really don't. So if you had it to do, you would essentially make everybody... (laughs) No? No. Well, yeah, because I would make everybody just kind of calm down and just kind of try to be good humans. It's not going to happen. Be a good human 2020. That's what I want. Right, here she goes. Is that still a thing? Is that still your, your, your Facebook group or whatever? It's still my Facebook group. It's not as active as it once was, but yes. What are people saying on your Facebook group of Be a Good Human 2020? They like it. <laughs> what do they, what do they do? do? What do they we do? Just put in, I just put in, um, and, and other people do as well, just things that um, are, are pointing out things that people do that makes them a good human. I'm, I'm on it, right? And not a... And not a you know, the best of humanity and worst of humanity. That's um, what we're seeing right now. Uh, hold on. I'm on it right now. Let me play this. Let me play. I can't play the, obviously, the video because it's radio, but I can play the audio. Okay, this is on posted on Shelly's website. Here it is. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things got to breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can guarantee that that's not on. <laughs> oh, look, 746. 
Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning, 755. Shelly and Brad, you can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you there? I don't think she's there. She's not there. Okay. Well. Oh, okay. There you are. Okay. Here's the here's the question I'm going to ask you. Okay. Two professional sports teams in St. Louis, the uh-huh. Blues, the Blues and the Cardinals. Correct. Okay. Did the Blues have trouble with coronavirus, and did the Cardinals have trouble with coronavirus? Uh, yes and no. Okay, so you're or saying. No. No and yes. You're saying the Blues had no problem with coronavirus because they were, you know, hunkered down in their bubble up in up in Canada. Canada. And the Cardinals had all sorts of problems. They missed all sorts of games because of all sorts of the positive tests, the coronavirus, right? Yes. Okay. Even though they got a raise, but I digress. What shocked me yesterday was Doug Armstrong, the general manager of the Blues, at a press conference said that at any given point, 20% of the Blues were COVID-19 positive. And they just went ahead and played anyway? Well, I, I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. I don't remember ever hearing anything about that. Did you ever hear anything about any of the Blues players testing positive? I, I did not. And he said that was the reason that the Blues did not play well, because at any point in time, I think he said the number was 20% of the Blues had the Charlie 1-9 virus, and they were either not playing or they were playing at diminished capability. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute. No. So what he's saying is that they had the virus and they knew it and they were out there playing hockey where they're like bumping up against each other and they're, you know, sweat from one guy's bumping in another guy and they're, you know, yelling at each other and punching each other and, you know, up close and personal and checking each other. And that was okay that they didn't, you know, I'm going like, what? Yeah, but they've got their helmet. Oh no, they don't have shields, do they? Yeah, they do. But 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 do they have shields? Yeah, I thought yeah. they just oh, yeah. had that no, no, they wire the, thing. No, they no, that's the goalie. But the the players have like oh, the the, the, the plexiglass shield. Okay, but I, it shocked me because I'm going like I don't think I ever heard anything about hockey players because you know according to like what I heard because we even talked about hey look at look at basketball look at you know look at hockey they don't have any problems they're like in their little bubbles and they, they can't leave the hotel and they you know like remember we even talked about they had one story about how they have like a they, they made an agreement with whatever hotel they were at that they cordoned off part of the parking lot with a separate en- entrance and exit where they could go out and they put basketball goals up there and they could go out and they could play basketball and they could do this and they or that and they're all amongst themselves that nobody could come close to the where they were at and they had their separate meals and they had special buses that took them back and forth between the hotel and where they played hockey at and nobody nobody of the fans could get or there weren't any fans but you know when they got to the hockey arena nobody could get close to them they were all sort of cordoned off and i'm going like okay it sounded perfect but apparently it wasn't you know, and it's like the same thing, like with with Hawaii. Remember, Hawaii had this deal where they said essentially they shut the the islands down, and uh, if you did come to Hawaii, it was sort of like New York. You had to spend 14 days in 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 quarantine, but yet they had a bunch of problems. How does this happen? How does it happen? I I don't know. I mean, I mean, if we send a man to the moon. And then we send like three or four men to the moon, and then you know one of them come down with with the Charlie One Nine. How would that happen? I don't get it. I don't know. Well, I, I'm not setting you up. I didn't try to set you up for the question. I'm thinking you kind of try to set me up. No, 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 no. I because because I think you. But the Charlie Nineteen virus may not 
um, occur in, um, you know, geosynchronous orbit around the Earth. <laughs> well, what what my point being was, what I is your point, Brad? No, that you and I both experienced what I think almost everybody experienced, that, ah, uh, the hockey thing works. No virus. They're all in their little bubble, and things are great. And it turned out that wasn't the case. I'm going like, well, why didn't they ever talk about that? They sure talked about that with the Cardinals, and they sure talked about all the games they couldn't play because, you know, so many guys had tested positive. You know, apparently this was a known fact that these people were tested positive with the, with the Blues, but nobody did anything. At least nobody talked talked about it, which to me is like, okay, I don't know if I like that or not. I think that's sort of, you know. Okay. Are we done? It's 8 o'clock. I'm asking you, are we done? Oh. No, we've, we go to 8.30. Okay. It's 8 o'clock. Westplex 107.1, 808. Good morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. We are BS in the morning. Don't forget, you want a great meal. I'm telling you where. Lunch, dinner, weekends, whatever. Hawthorne Inn and Labity. Yep. A little hard to get to. They know it. They get it. Um, but yet, it's one of those places where, what they call it, destination places, where getting there, A, is half the fun because it's a beautiful drive, and B, once you're there, it's like, it's well worth it. Check out uh, snarfitup.com, S-N-A-R-F, snarfitup.com, where you can get $25 worth of Hawthornian food and drink for only $12. Man, I'm watching this stuff on the news and looking some of the social media sites and uh, watching some videos that people have uploaded this hurricane thing down in... Louisiana and Texas is just nasty, nasty, nasty. It's gone from a Category 4 to a 2, but still, the storm surge is intense. Uh, this is going to be just really a terrible situation. Already is right now. Uh, but, you know, the aftermath sometimes is, uh, you know, when people realize that things are just destroyed, there's no power, there's no... I mean, sort of like in the state of Missouri, what we went through with the Joplin tornado, where, you know, I mean, there's an area that just was like completely destroyed there was nothing left remember that um the mercy had the hospital down there that they just gave up on the hospital was so badly damaged wasn't that all the hospital they just essentially said okay can't fix it we're gonna build a new one and they told the old or you know how many times do you ever hear about that especially like you know hospital is not a cheap building to build you know what i mean and normally it's not like they're thrown together with like two by fours and and you know a couple nail guns. I mean they're very 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 well built. You know typically, uh, you know built to withstand storms because when you have a storm and you got people in hospital, you want them protected. So I have a suggestion, and I know you already start to see I what love happened. Your well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what tonight is right. The 27th? Well, it's the fourth day of the, the you know, the Republican National RNC. Committee, com- you know, convention, which is stupid because it's, you know, like I said, it should be. Did you, did you see his press secretary? Have you seen her? Yeah. Her oh, she's a, she, she's a pit bull. You know who she reminds me of? Shannon Norman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to get in, into a verbal skirmish. Pitbull and stilettos, right. you, baby. You don't want to pick a verbal fight with her because you will always lose. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's to exactly. the point where you don't ever want to get on Shannon. And not that she's a mean person because she's a, I mean, she couldn't be a nicer person. She's like one no, of the most. lovely, but she is good at her craft. Yes, yes. You don't want to get involved. And she's an attorney, everyone. Right. You don't want to get involved with Shannon on no. ar- arguing a case or 
anything like that. And she's very successful. Anyway, Kel- Kelly. You know, I've I've called her a pit bull in stilettos for years, yeah. and evidently it's catching on in the courts. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kaylee McEnany is the same way, and and I didn't realize it. Beautiful, but, lovely, yeah, and um, poised, and quick. On the the um, yeah, I mean, I mean really, you can't you she she you know these 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 I don't care what you say the press is out to get Trump okay I've said absolutely it. the they press are. is out they to get are. Trump and she just slices and dices him I mean you know and what's, and what's, what's interesting is she's but she's got her book have you ever seen this thing she's got this big three ring binder I have and then somebody tried to get a picture of it right 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 like. And, you know, she, and, all the tabs and everything. Right, she's got all these facts and figures, so when somebody says, I heard that, and she'll open up the book. Well, here's the exact statistics, and we're like, damn, don't want to get in an argument with her, you know, because no. you're always going to lose, because she's got the latest statistics. Yes. And you know she's got a staff that just does nothing but fill that book with the latest stuff. So, anyway, what were you what were you talking about with her? Oh, that she, um, she spoke um, during the... Um, Republican National Convention, and she had a speech, and she um, was telling everybody what uh, an impact that the President Trump had on her. Did you not see this? No. I Well, I don't want to really paraphrase her because, you know, she speaks much more eloquently than I do, but um, she basically had underwent a mastectomy. Right. I didn't realize and that. the President that. of the Free World actually called her twice to check on her. Well, but see, I mean, she said it much more gracefully and it was very well spoken, but wow, well, what, what a dynamo she is. Yeah, but but see, here's the interesting thing. Here's the thing that there's stories all over the place about Trump, about how he's a jerk, but yet there's stories all over the place. They never talk about how good and kind he is because he is. But see, that's just it. There's all sorts of stories I've heard of things that he's done for people, you know, and now obviously, okay. Let's let's step back for a minute and not, you know, he praises him upon him because a lot of it's his staff. And a lot of it is his staff is saying like, hey, Mr. President, you know that so-and-so, you know, had a bad car accident. Well, you know, place a call to him. We'll call him up and talk to him. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, if I had a staff like he's got a staff. I could be like Mr. Best Guy in the World, you know. I mean, I could be calling yeah. people. Hey, I heard you heard you stubbed your toe last week. Uh, you know, everything going okay? Okay, yeah. Well, if, you know, if we can do anything for you, give me a call. And people go like, "Damn, that guy called me." You know, I mean, he's heard I stubbed my toe. Man, you know, I'm not making light of the fact that once again, if you deal with successful people that they have an incredible good support staff. I mean, like when you're talking like somebody gets to be the CEO of a company or president, you know, stuff like that. But having said that, you know, it's to the point where like, like, like last night, this guy who's running for Congress who had a car accident and was in the wheelchair and he stood up, you know, to uh, something about, you know, he'd still, you know, even though his legs didn't work, I can't, once again, I'm paraphrasing him. He stood up because he'd stand up for the national anthem and he stands up out of his wheelchair this lady who works for what, CNN and 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 um, um, she's a black lady or Al Sindor, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I do not actually. And, and she tweeted out, you know, something like, you know, well he, you know, what, you know, he's 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 you know he he's he's not focusing on Black Lives Matter. I'm going like, what? 
You know, I mean, here's a guy that was in a car accident, you know, is a paraplegic. You know, he's talking about how he, he loves his country so much that even though it's almost impossible for him to stand anymore, he'll still stand up, you know, for the flag. And she's going yeah. like, like, okay, he doesn't, you know, he wouldn't do that for black lives. I'm going, like, oh, my God, here we go. You know, I mean, it's like anything you do. It's like if I said, Shelly. You know, uh, I mean, and and we know who, you know, you know who this person is. If if I said, Shelly, I heard there's someone in our chamber who's had, you know, some bad luck, anything we could do for them. And you said, well, maybe we could, you know, run some extra ads for them or they've never never done our station. Maybe we can run an ad for them talking about, hey, you know, so-and-so go so see them for, you know, super deal on blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, and we, we, you know, we did that and we put the ad on the air and let's say I screwed up and I put the wrong phone number in the ad. This person would be telling everybody in the chamber, well, well, they, they ran an ad on the air and they charged the guy a whole bunch of money and they had the wrong num- phone number in his ad. Don't ever buy anything from them. Well, like, no, it's not what happened. We didn't charge the guy at all. It was free ads. We're trying to help him out. And, yeah, I screwed up and I put the wrong phone number in. But it ran twice and we fixed it. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it was like, I do know, actually. It's like, and you know who that person is, right? <laughs> you know? And once again, it's like, it's like me and my mailbox. You and your beloved mailbox. <laughs> Brad, just get a brick mailbox. No. Why? Why? Nobody puts any mail in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you built a brick mailbox, they would. Those are not approved by the uh, Federal Highway Transportation Department. Did you, know, did you know that? What? You didn't know about this? If they weren't approved, people wouldn't have them. Shelly, hold on a minute. Brad. Here, here, let me pull this up. I will pull this up. I found this myself. Oh, dear. Uh, USPS mailbox. Uh, here, here, because I will read you exactly off of the United Postal or the United States Postal Service website. Uh, uh, regulations, okay? USPS mailbox regulations, okay? Here we go. Ready? Yeah. A mailbox. Position your mailbox forty-one to forty-five inches from the road surface to the bottom of the mailbox, our point of mail entry. Place your mailbox six to eight inches back from the curb. If you do not have a raised curb, contact your local postmaster guidance. Uh, Put your mailbox or apartment number on the mailbox. If your mailbox is on a different street from your house or apartment, put your full street address on the box. Okay? And here we go. Installing the mailbox post. A 4 by 4 wooden support or a 2-inch diameter standard steel or aluminum pipe. Okay? That's what it says. A four yes. by four wooden support are a two inch diameter steel standard, uh, standard steel or aluminum pipe. And then it says avoid unyielding and potentially dangerous supports like heavy metal pipes, concrete posts, and now you can read brick into that, and farm equipment, e.g., milk cans filled with concrete. Okay? So okay. you're not supposed to build mailboxes that with withstand the attack of a Sherman tank. You're supposed to put a mailbox out there that if somebody hits it, it just knocks it down. Or worse yet, if the kid in the neighborhood's driving his bike down the street and you know misses the curve and ends up hitting your mailbox, he won't end up dead because he hit a brick mailbox. Okay. Well, wow. thank you for that, it's Brad. It's right there 
avoid okay, unyielding I, I and potentially dangerous supports like heavy metal pipes, concrete posts. So wouldn't you agree that a concrete post and a brick mailbox would sort of be the same thing? Because you have to use, you know, the bricks are made out of, you know, they're made out of clay, but some, some bricks are made out of concrete. You know what I mean? Like concrete block, right? That's why they call it a concrete block, because it's made out of concrete. And once again, you see these big old monstrous mailboxes that people put in the rich neighborhoods, and you're going like, I don't know about that. You know, and, you know, and to be honest with you, I've always thought that. I mean, I mean I, you and I are of an era when, when, you know, and you being like with the FAA, okay? And I remember hearing years ago some guy make this correlation. He said, if you go to the airport, there's nothing near the runway that sticks up above the ground. All the lights are like very close to the ground. The runway markers, you know, they tell you what runway you're on, what taxiway you're on. How tall are they? What? Foot, foot and a half max, right? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? <laughs> to bust your ankle. No, no, no. Like you're <laughs> out there walking around. Most people are out there. You've been walking on runways. Most people have never done that. Okay. Oh, so, I, I forget. So, so the idea being is that you don't want to have obstructions near a one runway because that's where planes land and take off. And if you do have some kind of an obstruction, you want to A, mark it, like with a red light, you know, like you have around the yes. airport, like the tall buildings that are around the airport you drive by at night and you see some of the buildings across the street from the airport that have the, the red light on it. Or, for example, if you drive west on 70, you know, in the you know Earth City area and you're going west on 70, going toward the Blanchett Bridge into St. Charles County, What's on top of the casino hotel building? A flashing red light? No, strobes. They have the white strobes up there. Oh, uh, well, I meant strobes, to, but I didn't know if they were red or white. Yeah, they're white. To warn aircraft and specifically yes. to warn yes. low-flying aircraft because, like, helicopters, for example, will follow rivers and things like that for navigation. Okay, so years ago, the guy made the point that you don't have stuff that would, you know, if you're flying along, if you hit hit it, it's going to crash the plane. And he said, then why do we have things on the sides of roads that if you hit it, you could get killed? And if you go look at all the highway signs, they're made to break away. The big old signs that are up, you know, like the show you, Interstate 270, the big old monster signs, the, the green ones, and even all the other signs, <clears throat> if you look at the bases, they have, and it's usually at a 45 degree angle, and they do that on purpose, and they have bolts. And the bolts are in there, and the holes are slots. They're not holes. They're slots. Have you ever looked at this? I haven't. And they're designed so that if you hit it, it doesn't, you know, impale you. It doesn't, you know, tear your car in half. It just breaks off. And that's the way yes. the mailboxes are supposed to be. It says right there, the mailboxes. Do I need to read this again? Avoid. Oh, please do, because I didn't catch it the first five times. Avoid unyielding and potentially dangerous supports like heavy metal pipes, concrete posts, and farm equipment. And it says a 4x4 four four wooden support or a 2-inch diameter standard steel or aluminum pipe. Okay? So that's how you put up a mailbox. You don't put a big old monstrous brick thing out there that the kid down the neighbor, you know, down the street's going to run his bicycle into and get a concussion. You put a, you know, mailbox that if the kid hits it, you know, he's going to break the pole off and he may have a couple bruises and scrapes, but he's going to get up and, you know, live to ride a bike another day. You know what I'm saying? Does it say anything about that a mailbox has to coincide with a residence? 
Yeah, it says it says all mailboxes should be put every, wherever you want them, and that if you want to put uh, pictures of your kids in the mailbox, that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of creepy. Right, actually, and it also says that all mailboxes should be black with white letters at least three inches tall. It might say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of you know I can see that, but the whole. Yeah. Anyway, it is 8.23. We are Shelley. out of here, are we not? Shelly, remember Brad. what I say. Remember huh? remember what I say. I saw it last night. We didn't talk about this. It was on, the, it was on the Post-Dispatch yesterday. I think it's in, it was on the online version. I think it's on the print version today. What? Mike Wall. He's retiring. Yeah, so Phillips and Wall, who well, you know, I worked with. Years and years and years and years and years ago, and then he went off and became a professor, got his Ph.D., and was uh, the professor of broadcasting and communications out at Lindenwood. It says he's retiring. And I'm thinking to myself, I need to call that guy up. Mike, let me save you, dude. Well, you still, you still got your sanity. You know, you know what will happen if you retire. You walk around the neighborhood with this tape measure, and you'll be measuring people's mailboxes, and you'll be reporting them. You'll be sending yeah. them nasty texts. Oh, that's so funny. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Congratulations, Mike Wall. Everybody, it's 824. Have a great day. It's a Thursday. It is Thursday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday. And today is the 27th. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Time and Temp. <laughs> okay. Weather Bunny, thank you. 321 <laughs> 636. Okay. 636. 321 It's 824. <laughs> 